I want you to kind of go back a week or two with us, if you will. Last week we spent a lot of time talking about a wedding, a marriage, and the fact that it doesn't take much to make a white wedding dress show some kind of dirt or stain or even dust. Yesterday and early this morning, I found myself praying, God, I repent over any wrinkle, over any spot or any blemish. Well, see, I understand this Bible right here tells me that that's what the Lord is coming back for. So I, would, I just want to kind of hit a couple of things before we look into the Word. And that is that I'm not trying to see how much I can get by with and still feel like I'm a Christian. I'm not trying to flirt and see how watered down I can preach, make everybody happy and tell everybody, you got to go to that church because, man, I always leave there feeling good. And I'm just going to quote my former pastor in Charlotte. Uh, if people always leave church feeling good, there's something wrong with the preaching. I don't mean you should feel beat up and defeated, but some of the most victorious services I've ever been in is when I walked, having preached the Word of God, when I walked out of this building and the Spirit of God had convicted me heavily through the service of something that I need to brush up on or I need to adjust or I need to pay close attention to. Does anybody amen that? I don't want to feel good all the time. You see, a lot of doctors over the years have sent people out of doctor's offices, eat up with cancer or some other kind of disease because they like the copay or they didn't want to make them mad. They knew they were going to die anyway, so at least they could end on a good... I'm not, I'm, I haven't been called to preach like that. So I've been called to prepare a people that understand we are in, we are in very serious, drastic preparation mode. That's what it's all about. Every day that I prepare as a minister and every day I prepare as a believer, a part of the bride of Christ, God is revealing to me, A, things that I need to back away from, and B, things that I need to embrace more of. And I'm trying to be attentive to that. There's very few things that I have time or want to take time to watch on TV or even do in life that doesn't have any eternal value. And I know that when you start hearing things like this, it sounds all negative. But it's not negative, folks. What it is, it's just understanding that this world is not my home. And to a lot of people's surprise, the seat you're sitting in, the car you drove, and the house you will return to possibly is going to go up in smoke one day, honey. This church building's going to melt. The dirt it's sitting on is going to melt. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. 
and God's building a brand new heaven and a brand new earth. And I, for one, am trying to divorce everything in this current life that would be in the way of that. And so I've chosen to prepare myself. And today, I just want to let you know that this world we are living in and the form of it is passing away. I mean, the physical form of the world. You know, a lot of people are upset and they think the secret to longevity as far as the elements are concerned is climate control or climate change. Honey, you can do all the climate control you want to. But the Bible's already said that there's coming a climate one day that's going to control everything. It's going to melt. Like the song says, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Well, the earth itself is going to melt even more than wax melts. When God says, I'm through with it, it's over with, and here's a brand new one for me and my people. And so, I know what a lot of people are kind of processing and you're thinking about over the past 48 hours that have taken place. And I, I just want you to know that I believe in human life. I believe it's wrong. And whatever the Supreme Court did, I, I, I celebrate any, ba any baby that will be saved because of that. But I want you all to know that there's more going on than what you think's going on. You can think that the only reason that this happened was because Donald Trump was in office and he appointed conservative judges, but I got news for a Republican just as much as I got news for a Democrat. I pray there's neither of the two in this building today. I pray, I pray you're saved and on your way to heaven. But I've got news for those two groups of people that it doesn't matter whether Donald Trump was in office or not or whether there was as liberal as liberal can be in Washington. You cannot stop. You cannot speed up. You can't slow down the Word of God and prophecy being filled. Was that in the Word of God? Listen to me. I just got out of my mouth that what's going on in this country there's more going on than meets the eye. There's more going on than somebody told you. There's more going on than what you heard or read on a feed on social media. You couldn't handle it if you knew everything that was going on. I'm not going to backtrack to 24 months ago, but I will still tell you like I did in August two years ago, that when you look at what is taking shape, and a lot has taken place since August of two years ago when I started talking about things, that if you knew it, you would be in denial of it because most people I know are evaluating everything that's happening in the country and around the world. You are evaluating that through the eyes of 
the news, social media, your friends, or what you just think because you know a lot about the economy or money or politics or you can see the trends and the current culture we live in. But folks, there comes a time when the people of God that are on their way home have to understand, I am a man, I am a woman, I am a child that's on a mission. I am here to finish what Jesus started. None of that stuff applies to me. It doesn't matter to me because heaven and earth are going to pass away. That means everything in heaven and earth is going to pass away, and I cannot let anything that seems positive or negative to distract me or feel like I can kind of rest now because a major victory has been scored. Let me tell all of you something. I don't know if you heard this or you know this, but do you understand somewhere around uh, 96 pounds of uranium was uh, in the possession or now in the possession of Iran? Do you know what that would do to a majority of this country alone, let alone the whole country of Israel and other places? And don't you sit here and think because you heard somebody say on TV that we're safe that Iran has no more use for you and your country than they do Israel. And I want you to also know that if you don't understand the power of a nuclear warhead, it will melt you and everything around you if you're within hundreds of miles of where it hits. Does anybody hear me yet, by the way? So see, there are things that will bump everything out of the way that you're championing right now. And that's what I'm preparing for because I've said it for four times now. Heaven and earth's going to pass away. And this old boy here is not so sure that part of the passing away might not be from a warhead, you see. But just like I've said in prayer today, because people never lived and saw a flood before. They didn't preach. They didn't believe the preparation or the preaching of Noah because we've never seen a rapture before and nobody before us has ever seen a rapture before. It's hard for us to grab a hold of what preachers like myself are saying and what we're trying to prepare people for. It's hard for us to wrap our little minds around it. But I'm telling you, just like we never could imagine, we'd be sitting where we are today with technology and everything else. I want you to know there are worse things on the horizon and the best thing the people of God can do is A, pray, and the next thing we can do is finish what God said. You better be finishing what I left you down here to finish. Okay, now I'm ready to preach, all right? But before I do, I need you to stand and I need you to pray a prayer with me because there's a thief roaming in the building right now. It's on the screen, and it's also on your app if you have it. And I want you to pray this with me. Father God, help me not only hear your word today, but to fully understand what you are saying to me. I pray that I joyfully receive your word, refusing to allow any form of tribulation or persecution to cause it not to take root. 
I pray, oh my Father, that no one or nothing will be successful in tempting or distracting me from bearing fruit. Father God, I pray that as I receive your word, it is so clear to me, producing, declares, in the name of Jesus Christ, and the church said amen. Amen. And you may be seated. And God, I pray, Abba Father, that you would find complete freedom in this temple right here behind this podium. I pray, Lord, that I will be the humble servant you have raised me up and you've spared me to be. I pray, Lord, that I would only preach what you have ordained as the oracles of God. I pray, Abba Father, that the closeness that I've had with you this week, I would continue to enjoy that around this family of sheep. I pray, Lord, that we would understand that at any moment a trumpet could sound and the dead in Christ would rise first and then those of us that are alive and remain would be called up together to meet you in the air, Lord, we'll, we'll forever be with you. So God, help me today, help us today to let you have everything about us, Lord, in your hand and do your perfect will in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in the 11th chapter of the book of, of John. <clears throat> no, in the book of Luke, I'm sorry. That no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket. But he puts it on a lamp stand so that all those who pass by can see the light. The moment I got saved, I began to burn for Jesus. And people knew it because I was lit. A lot of you in here have been lit before, but it wasn't Jesus. When you get saved, the worst thing that can happen is for you to hide your light or it to be in a place where nobody can see it. I talk about Willie Bailey sitting over there. I've talked about Nelson Bailey at least a half a dozen times in 30 years. I remember when his daddy got saved. There's other people but I remember when his daddy got saved. I remember when Johnny got saved. Every time you saw that man, he had a smile, he had a glow on his face. It wasn't hidden, it wasn't tucked away at work, 
It certainly wasn't tucked away at Walmart. It was beaming, and the thing that he wanted to talk about was his testimony, his encounter with Jesus. No man, no man, no woman, no student, when he has lit a lamp, hides it in a secret place or under a basket, but he puts it, she puts it, we put it on a lampstand so that when people come by, there's no denying who I am and what I am now. I'm a burning, beaming Christian for Jesus Christ. The lamp of the body, the Bible says, is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, then your whole body is full of light. But, but when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light that's in all of you here, those of you watching, take heed that the light that's inside of you is not darkness. This lamp right here represents my eye. This lamp represents your eye. You see, it doesn't matter what wattage this bulb is right here. It doesn't matter... If this is Sylvania, General Electric, it doesn't matter who made this light. It doesn't matter how much this light cost. You see, this whole light, as much as it is capable of lighting a room or beside a chair so you can read or look at something, it's absolutely of no use whatsoever if this lamp is broken or this lamp, worse than broken, is not plugged into the source. You see, this right here is equivalent to whether or not your light is actually shining to, what, to those that come in and come by and pass you and see you and work with you and live with you. It's not determined on whether the second song we sung today, God is good. God's already been good to us 2,000 years ago. In fact, the Word of God says not only that, but He loads us down with benefits every day. God's good, and He's good all the time. So, my light, my light absolutely does not, cannot, will not burn if the lamp is not properly plugged in, if the lamp is not where it's in a position where it can hold the light bulb. I can say, I got this thing off of the antique road show and it was handed down from old Tommy Edison. I paid $14,569,000 for it but I want you to know 
it does not matter about that lamp if that lamp is not plugged in to a source where it can do its job to transfer the power and the energy to this light bulb so that it can burn bright. doesn't matter how much it costs. Likewise, you and I, brothers and sisters, we can say we're Christian all day long. We can brag about how long we've been in church. We can tell people, oh, I'm Pentecostal. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost when I was 14 years old. And, buddy, I believe in wholeness. I believe in living right. We can do all that and tell all that. But I want you to know, Brother Lamp, Sister Lamp, if you are not plugged in, how do I get plugged in? How, how, how can this lamp be right? How can I be at a place where all day, every day, day, I am illuminating the world around me. It's very simple. Your eye is the lamp. Your eye. So, let's talk about that for one minute. Your eye is the lamp. So it matters, again... It sounds like I won't shut up. Saying these things. And you're right, I won't shut up. But my eye is capable of reading either the Word of God or my news feed all the time. I, I need my eyes to do that. Whether my eyes are engaged in TV, whether my eyes are engaged in your business, whether my eye is engaged in the things of the world, you see, because I'm naming all these things, because what my eyes see determine how my body is going to act the conversation my mouth is going to give. That's why the Lord spent a lot of time talking about, man, unless you're blind, you're going to miss it all. You see, when your eyes watch news all the time, your eyes focus on the price of gas all the time, your eyes focus on all of the rioting that's going on all the time now. By the way, when the right go out in the streets, it's rioting and insurrection. When the left go out in the streets, it's called peaceful protest. And when you look at all those kinds of things, I'm telling you folks, it's going to act out in your vocabulary. You're going to start talking about things of this earth who you agree with, who you don't agree with, what is right and what is wrong. I was raised in a day when we had to struggle, and if it wasn't for this and that, and I got news for that group of people, if it wasn't for the goodness of God, you wouldn't be alive today. It ain't no Democrats' fault that you're alive and prospering. It ain't no Republicans' fault that you're doing good today. It's by the grace of God I am what I am is what the Bible says. 
But when I don't take my eyes and keep them in the Word of God and on the doorway to my prayer closet, then you know what goes off? That light goes off. And I'm like everybody else. I'm just a, a candle that looks like it burns. I'm just a candle that's occupying a spot on this earth. I'm just a candle. That's all I am. Nobody's getting any help from Brother Opie Christian, Pastor Opie Christian, because he's worked up about what he saw on the news. So, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. So church, therefore you ought to take heed right now that the light that's in you right this moment at this church service you are in, that you need to evaluate on the spot whether that light inside of you is actually light or is it darkness that you are just saying is light, that you feel like it's light. Because there's one thing about it, and I'll tell you this again in a moment in a different way. There is absolutely no denying if you're burning bright or not. You know it. The Bible also says, in verse 36, if then your whole body is full of light, condition if, you know, like Chronicles 7:14, if my people, which are called by my name, that word if, big word, the church just can't get victory over if, because that means that's something I got to, to deal with. And here we go again, if, if. That's the word of condition. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the body also will be full of light as when a bright shining of a lamp or a light. And you see it, and you can see and it gives you light. So that's the way a body that's full of light, giving off light, and it's doing its job that, listen to me, folks, that Jesus left me here to do. It's doing its job. I want to tell you those things again. I'm going to tell you all four of those verses. The first verse that we talked about was verse 33. No one when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand so everybody can see it. But I want to tell you that same verse this way. Number one, if you're taking notes, based on verse 33, True Christians are brightly seen continuously. 
and not hidden. Just like a lampstand, they have a place in this present world. I want you to say that with me. I have a place right here, right now, in this world. Nobody is off the hook, friend. If you're not burning, you're under a basket. And you know, you know that a candle does not stay lit under a basket, right? Because as some of my peeps say, it can't get oxygen. So, folks, true Christians, and this is about to intertwine with another one, true Christians are brightly seen these days. I love it. The pastor down at the, the PH church down the street that, that was burned, you know, and, and we helped them out. Thank you for that months ago. But I love what's on their marquee right now, even though the church is burnt. The sign is screaming right now. You know what it says? God is separating the wheat from the tares. Hey, also, God is not doing this, but people are. The non-burning Christians are so obvious from the burning Christians right now. Verse 34 said, The lamp of the body is the eye. I, I, I just got to say this again. A lot, of, a lot of people wrestle with not burning because there's no way for the light to burn, the light of Christ to burn when the lamp is all over the place. When, 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 when the lamp, I'm not doing that again with my phone. When the lamp is unstable, when the lamp is preoccupied, when the lamp's unplugged, there's, there's no way. You've got to get your eyes. Let me quote a scripture. The Bible says, lift your head and look up. Because your redemption draws nigh. That means you need to be looking up because soon and very soon we're going to see the king and all of this marriage talk is going to make a lot of sense sooner than later. And if you keep your eyes up there, the more you keep your eyes on Jesus, the brighter that bulb's going to burn. And people's going to be so confused because last week you were grumbling and complaining about this and that and them and they. But all of a sudden now, all you're doing is shining the light of Jesus and people are benefiting more from you now than they were when you were rolling in the mud with them. I'm talking to myself today. Amen, I am. You know what the hardest thing to do? Now, I get blasted for this a lot. But the hardest thing for us to not do 
is throw our two cents in in a conversation, especially when it's about somebody else. You know, misery loves company. We like posses and we like teams. Boy, I'm preaching right now, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm preaching right now. And the Bible says the shepherd ought to know the condition of his flock. I do. I do, buddy. And the hardest thing for you and me, us, to not do is to keep their mouth shut. Amen, preacher. I'm telling you, it's the hardest thing to do. But the Bible tells me to be swift to hear and slow to speak. So are you going to let what your eyes are witnessing take place? Pull you in? Are you just going to sit there and be accused of being passive? I've chosen at 55, I'll be 56 my birthday, 55 years of age. I've chosen to be passive and let God be true in every man alive, if that's the way you want to call me. And don't care. I don't care anymore. Number two, I'm trying to prepare you for each one of these. The light burning, this is verse 34, depends fully on the condition of the lamp. The light burning, it don't matter what your brag sheet looks like. If your eyes are on the world and the things of the world, Pop goes the weasel. Amen? You ain't going to burn. You're going to hypocrite your way through another seven days. Hallelujah, I blessed myself just then. And I hate that phrase. Oh, my goodness. And I said it, but I did. Because I'm so guilty of that. See, you know what Christians do when we don't burn bright? We are the hypocrites. You can't do it both ways. You're either burning bright or you're a hypocrite. And my friends, my brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ used that term many times in the Word. The light burning depends fully on the condition of the lamp. So, my eyes are the lamp. So, my eyes have got to have major adjustments Major adjustments because there's too much going on that you need to voice your opinion about. There's too much at stake here for you not to be all diplomatic about it and not get drawn into it. There's way too much. And when that happens, it's gone. It's gone. You can think you're burning bright. You can think, well, I prayed. I gave them an extra dollar tip at the restaurant today. I uh, told somebody Jesus loves them. They didn't hear you. You know why they didn't hear you? Because they didn't see you. So the light burning depends fully on the condition of the lamp, but verse 35 says that therefore 
Just be sure. Make certain that the light that's in you is not darkness. And that is saying we must never get to the... Say never. Never. That means there's no room for it ever. We must never get to the place that we can fuse religion for relationship. What do you mean by that? Because you've said that a lot, Opie. That's what I mean by that, that hypocrite statement. When I said these words, I said you can't think that you are all that in a bowl of grits and it's all hunky-dory, but you're not burning bright, but you still go to church. You're, you, you are a participant in ministry if you're from another church or watching it some other time. Uh, you, you are caught up in a lot of good things, uh, Christian things. You do a lot of things, and you do those things, but you just don't burn bright for the Lord because there's still a problem with your eyes. You know what that means? That means that you are guilty of having a form of religion. It's the hypocrite thing, yes. You have a form of religion, but it's not about relationship. The man, the woman, the student, the boy, the girl that gets to a place where it's just about Jesus and only Jesus, they are not preoccupied with religious stuff. You know why? Because that relationship has them always brightly beaming for Jesus. Now, number four has to be my favorite today because number four is verse 36, and it's just simply, like I said, if earlier, that's simply put a condition and a response. Okay, here's the condition. The condition is, or condition reaction, I should say, is that on the condition part, my heart will always help me choose good. My heart will. Because you know that's where your treasure is and your heart, they're in the same location. So, Condition goes back to a choice. I am getting my phone back out. So I choose whether or not I'm going to spend time in my Word with my God more than just reading my one scripture that goes along with my printed out devotion. Or I'm going to spend a lot more time on the TV or on my phone or just jaw-japping with somebody on the end of the aisle at Walmart. Well, they were having a hard time. Well, did you tell them about Jesus and stop and pray for them right then? No, you didn't. You did what everybody else does. I'll pray for you, and that was a lie. Because a true prayer warrior understands they could die in 60 seconds, or I could. I've got to take care of the Father's business right now like Jesus did at 12 years of age. So it goes back. The condition here is a choice. Now, we've grown up as long as I can remember, and I sh I'm sure I speak for Aaron Joy Mackey, 
Harsh Wales 101. And we don't even get but two words out now, but I'm going to give you the whole phrase. People do what they want to do. You can throw all them. Hey, you need to pastor for a week. You'll backslide, but you do need to try it anyway. People will make you backslide. But you will get, hey, man, let me tell you something. And God help me to stay focused because i got to finish here. But you want me to tell you where some junk came to the surface? I already knew it was junk. But there's one thing that 2020 did going into 2021. Be sure your sins will find you out. People couldn't come in here where we had this thing. It's still spread out more than any church you'll go to in Scotland County. Amen? Amen. But people say, I can't go to church, you know, I COVID stuff and all that. And, man, they all up in the aisle because bread was a down a penny and a half somewhere that week or toilet paper was. I need to get one of them. Couldn't go to church, though, because COVID was out there. That's all right. God saw your mess. Yeah, he did. Didn't he, church? Yeah, he did. The condition is a choice. You choose what to do. You ain't got to tell me what happened this morning unless, like, the water heater busted or whatever. I mean, or, you know, you woke up and you got ready and like we had somebody started, and I don't care, I want you to understand that somebody started puking or other things uh, on the way out the door. That, that's legitimate right there. But if you've got that oversleep demon in you or I'm tired and woe out, and then you go get on an unrighteous lawnmower Sunday afternoon and cut your grass, hey, the wrath of God is all over you, brother, sister, y'all. I'm preaching today, friend. Might be the last one. I'm getting it out. I'm getting it out. I want to I hear him say, boy, come on in here. You've nailed it, friend. Come on. Don't even, you ain't even got to get your hand stamped at the gate. Come on. Just come on in. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I'm looking for. That's the condition. You choose what to do. I told you earlier, there's only one person I know out of probably 100 people that really cannot be in church right now. One person. Everybody else is liars. That, that right there, that drew blood. I, I can promise you it drew blood. But listen, you can't tell me you can't come to church when Hebrews 10, 25 says, say not the assembling of yourself, and then you put where you all sprawled out somewhere on Facebook, you're not playing me for a fool. You are trying to play the Holy Ghost for a fool. And there was a time when God it winked at the ignorance of man. But now he's calling for an army to be righteous and to be real. So you stay on at the house and you think, you just stay on at the house. Do all, just stay there. I'm going to quit paying my tithes. Keep it. God does, not, God does not bless it anyway. I'd rather have one person in here and only one person. 
that only could pay $300 a year into this church to get, and watch the hand of God bless it and multiply than people that's just thinking that's covering up unwise decisions they're making and it's easing their conscience because God's done it before and God will do it again. And I want you to know this, church. We better make our calling and election sure. We better start today. That trumpet is going to sound like the door of the ark really did close one day. And then all the people that said, well, I should have went to church, you're going to find out how much you should have went to church, how much you should have went to prayer, how much you should have read, how much you should have got off of social media, how much you should have been burning bright, keeping your eyes on things that pertain to going home, how much you should have done this, because that second load is not going to be a friendly ride, folks telling you now the reaction when you meet the condition is this everything about me and everything about you will illuminate the world around me reaction is automatic by the way it's an ongoing action based on the condition what's the condition let's do it again here the condition is the automatic reaction takes place when, 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 when what? I plug it up. When the eyes are where they ought to be. Did y'all hear that, church? All right, this is what we're going to do. We never, listen, we never, before we do it, we never choose I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to burn bright. I'm going to do better on Monday. I heard that message and that blessed me. It's not a choice, you see. You don't choose to burn bright. We burn bright when we are full of light. We are full of light when our eyes are focused on what Jesus said to focus on. You don't have to go home and try to burn bright or burn bright at Walmart. You don't have to try to, ah, at work, I hope, I mean, I'm going to try to tell them about the Lord today or invite them to, you don't have to do that. See, I didn't talk about Nelson. I talked about Johnny. I've talk, I can name other people. You don't have to try to burn bright. It's an automatic thing just as much as me plugging that lamp into that source right there. It's automatic. You burn bright when your eyes are right because when your eyes are right, you're plugged into Jesus and it just happens that way and God designed it that way. Now, I want you to look at something with me. Don't nobody move. If you get up to go to the bathroom now, you're going to get more than you bargained for, guaranteed. Because when it gets dark in here, it gets dark in here. So don't nobody move. And let, oh, don't, do not, don't do nothing yet. I'm so excited about burning bright, I left a lamp on. So, this is a big building. If my memory serves me Right, I think the square footage on this concrete pad is 14,400 square feet. It's a big place right here. We're going to kill the lights for just a second. I'm going to stay right here, Caleb. You're going to lose me, but that's all right. 
You can only kill him. <laughs> kill him. Just kill him dead. All right. And it, it, there's still some light in here. So there's an overwhelming amount of darkness in this place. It's a big place. If every single light giving source is off projectors, exit signs, and all that, you will leave here with decorated shins and knees before you get to that door. It's I happened to me before. But all you got to do, we got a little lamp on right now. Can everybody see that lamp? Back there in the back left corner, can y'all see the lamp? Back there in the back left corner, back row, can y'all see the lamp? Somebody relay yes or no for me. Okay? I did that for a reason. I want, I want to make a point here. But this is a big dark room, y'all. How can a little lamp like that have that much power and the room is 14,400 square feet of darkness. How can one little lamp light up and all these people in here can see it? Do you know why? Because you can't deny something that's greater than darkness. And light always has been and light always will be greater than darkness and more powerful. The Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. We're living in the last days where lawlessness would be a direct sign of the return of the Lord to call his bride away. We're living in it. That's what all this is about. It's bad now and you haven't seen anything that you're going to see up until the time of the rapture and then it's going to really be worse than the Bible says than it's ever been or ever will be. But until that moment happens, there's a light somewhere in your house or in your neighborhood or in your school that's greater than the darkness you're around. And everybody, regardless of size, or limitation or age can be a light. Beckham, will you bring Poppy that flashlight, baby? Just bring it right here to me, buddy. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Run with that light, baby. Now, you can cut some lights on now. Now, Beckham is only three years old, y'all. He's only three. That flashlight is so much smaller than this big old dark room, amen? 14,400 square. This is a big, dark room. He's a little boy. This is a little flashlight. 
But if you were looking, I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how big it is. It couldn't, it couldn't do nothing but bow down when that boy walked down this aisle with this flashlight. It couldn't do a thing. You know why that is? Because God is so good that he made it where a child can shine the light. Even a small child can tell somebody about Jesus. Even a small child can be nice. Even a small child can sing. You want to sing for Poppy, baby? We think so. Even a small child can shine the light. You see, one of the hardest things people are going to face when they stand before the Lord is the fact that the things they could have done, they didn't do. God will never ask anybody on Judgment Day, I don't believe for one minute, about things that they never could achieve or do. But the Lord's going to ask because to whom much is given, much is required. And you are living in a dark world, amen. You're living in an evil world. It's going to get more corrupt. I don't care what positive or negative things come out of Washington or Hollywood or through the medical field or what. I don't care what you hear or what you heard or what you think. I'm telling you the world is on a freight train that the tracks go to a cliff and there's no changing that, you see. And the thing that the church has been left here to do is just burn bright for Jesus while the world is doing their thing and they're tearing up things and they're making everything gross. I don't even want to say this, but do you know that they are giving pills to young boys 13 and younger, same thing that they give men in prison to castrate them. They're giving boy for this transgender sex mess that you're hearing about. Can't even, that voice ain't even changed yet at 13. And they're doing this. We couldn't even walk in a store Friday uh, in Aberdeen, walked in, and man... Every, the devil is flaunting his mat, this pride junk. I, I, I don't care. Look, I don't care what anybody says. I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can sit with Grant. Will you take that for me? Thank you, baby. Everywhere you look, see the light of the world, which is darkness. Oh, they're shining that bright. They're flaunting it. They're, they're making it more corrupt and more. They, they, they are branding and naming you if you do not applaud it if you do not endorse it that they are vigilant about it. they're vicious about it and you want me not let my light shine you want that darkness to overtake this then you know what you're saying and you know what I'm saying even when you're around a bunch of you know not really Christian friends and all that and you just don't want to be awkward and all that kind of stuff you know I don't want to be left out all that kind of mess. Listen to me. You know what you were saying spiritually? You were saying that their darkness is stronger than the light of Jesus that you have. 
You can say, no, it ain't that way. Yeah, it is that way. You'll find out one day when he hits that VCR play button when you get to heaven one day. What's a VCR, Daddy? When he hits that button, he says, I want you to watch this. This was June the 26th, 2022. You were there that day. You, you were watching online that day. I want to ask all of you to stand, if you will, because I believe God sent every person here. I believe he ordained and ordered your steps. And I believe God... He, he doesn't need, he doesn't need you to be like, you know, at the beach when they had the lighthouse back in the day and in the lighthouse, the big old light that would shine and, and lead the, the ships to shore. God ain't asking you to try all that. He's not asking you to, again, to do what you can't do. God's just asking you to keep your eyes in a place where he can shine through you. See, he'll do it for you. I done told you that. If you'll just put your eyes on the eastern sky, that old song we used to sing growing up, Redemption Draws Nigh. If you'll just keep your eyes on the eastern sky, it's Jesus Christ living in you, and he'll shine out of you. You don't have to do the work, folks. You don't have to try to... Build the wattage and the energy up. You ain't the generator, you see. He, the Holy Ghost, is the generator. All you got to do is just keep that lamp, keep them eyes where they ought to be pointed in this day and hour we're living in, and Jesus will handle it from there. Don't look. We hear this a lot. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. You just keep looking up. Don't look around you. You'll get discouraged and you'll fall into the trap that the world's fallen into. I want you to close your eyes, if you will, and I want you to think about I just want you to think about the possibilities of where this lamp could go this week. You see, we've got a lot of people here that live in different places, different cities, and work in different places. And, you know, it's the middle of the summer, and we're in and out of stores. Well, we're in the air conditioning a lot around here, but, I mean, we're a lot of places. These lamps go many, many places. And today, the Lord just wants to know... Um, Will you just get them eyes where they need to be so I can finish the work inside of you? And I wonder how many people today, you, you might have took notes, you might have just tried to process all of this. You may or may not be upset about one or two things or I, I don't know what, the th and I'm not interested in anything but this. I'm interested in will you give the Lord a chance by keeping your eyes in a new location from this day forward. For by grace, 
Every man is saved. Every woman is saved. Through faith. It's not of works, lest anybody should boast. I'm going to quote Matthew 5, 16. I've told you that was Caitlin's favorite verse. Teenager growing up. I'm going to paraphrase it for you anyway. Let or allow your light so shine before men. And you saw Billy help me with this part of it on stage earlier. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Not you. Glorify your Father which is in heaven. Every person that can honestly say, I'm going to work on that lamp. I'm going to change what them eyes have been looking at. I, I just want you to find a place at this altar right now. From the baptistry, you can make a big old half moon shape if there's that many that come all the way over here to this curtain. There's a lot of room. You see, because what's moving, you, you see other people walking forward, but you know what God sees right now? God says, my goodness alive, there's enough light moving in that church right now to not only win them 30,000 people, there's enough light moving in that church right now to light up the whole state and the whole southeast. There's a lot of light in here right now. You don't know what I've done, preacher. Look, ain't nobody interested in what you did. I'm interested in what Jesus can do through you right now. You know, you, you're running them people. They like to continuously save people. Like to always brag about the other side, uh, the other side of the cross. I ain't on the other side of the cross no more. I'm saved on my way to heaven. I, it's all Jesus now. You know, I don't care about nobody knowing my trash. So this is all we're gonna do. We're just gonna pray. If you're a sinner, you've got to understand. And let me explain what a sinner is. A sinner is somebody who has never wept and been just broken, heartbroken because of a life of sin. You violated the law when you took your first breath. But you don't have to leave a sinner. You don't have to leave on your way to hell. You got to understand that Jesus paid a price so you could be saved. Father, forgive me of my sins. I want to be saved. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I give you the rest of my life. This lamp, these eyes, they're going to stay on you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. I pray today, right now, Lord, that you would just do what you want to do. Father, I've delivered your word. These are your people. It's your word. You are the light of the world. And I pray, God, that you would do what you want to do. I pray, Lord, like we prayed together, that people will understand, Lord, this message today, these four scriptures, Lord, that people would understand them. And people would live them out, make choices, because we do what we want to do, Lord. Our eyes go where we want to go. We get involved in what we want to get involved in. So I'm asking you, Lord, would you just show yourself strong, Abba Father? Have your way. Do your work. Fulfill your will today, Lord. 
I pray that you would protect us. I pray, Lord, that no weapon that is formed against any person here will prosper or will it prevail. I pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, would have complete control on our jobs when we're hot and sweaty and mad and upset or we're hurt or, Lord, we're frustrated or we feel like we're about to lose our mind. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, rise up in us. Help us to keep our eyes on you. And, Father, have your way, I pray, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive us. And I encourage you to pray. Father, forgive me, Lord, of any spot, any wrinkle, any blemish, anything that I've invested more of me in than I have into you and your word and things about you, Lord. God, I pray that you let the words of our mouth, that burning bright, the meditations of our heart, I pray they're acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. 